on the flies with you tonight. We've got another special guest. You, you know how I love these. You know, back when I was growing up, the cartoons on Saturday morning got replaced by these these regular shows, uh, teenage shows, I guess what you call it. Say by the Bell was one. Of course, everybody remembers Say by the Bell. Uh, Say by the Bell is great, and one show that, I, and we've we've had some guests from from this show up here before. I was thrilled to get them to. I'm really thrilled to get this. He's one of the original guys from this show. He's the one that all revolved around, I guess, to start. Uh, I'm talking about California Dreams. I'm talking about the guy that played Mr. Matt Garrison, and now he has just put out a new EP called From the Divine. You can find it on Apple Music. I've listened to it. Three songs. Great stuff. And just to tell you, it's not California Dream stuff, but it's great stuff. Uh, Mr. Brentley Gore, straight from Tennessee, is with us tonight. Welcome to the show, Mr. Gore. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Really glad to be here. So, so you grew up in Tennessee, right? I grew up in Nashville. Yes, yeah. I did. Uh, what? Uh, I left... Um, What was some of your uh, mu what was some of your uh, musical? How did you get into music when you were in uh, Nashville? What was the first thing you remember as far as you know that I have like so much different taste in music. Uh, I, I'm a big Kiss fan, but I'm also uh, a big like a Hootie and the Blowfish fan. I listen to all kinds of music. What was the first thing you remember hearing? Like I said, wow! First music you remember hearing and said, wow, that's that's something I've got to do. Well, I have a very specific uh, sort of musical background. In Nashville, uh, my my father, his uncle, and my granddad, um, we used to we used to go over to my dad's uncle's house, and his name was Red, and um, Red and Lilla, who were my my dad's aunt and uncle. We used to go to down to their basement. The women would be up in the kitchen making sangria, <laughs> and the men would be down in the basement uh, with like Jack Daniels and playing honky tonk music. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And Red's ba Red's base, yeah, Red's basement was the very first time that i was introduced to music that made me want to do it and it's actually the name of my publishing company it's called red's basement wow. so that's really where it was introduced and we used to play a lot of blues and honky tonk and really like um southern style you know music and that was really where i was introduced to music and you know, you know that's that's surprising to hear. I mean, when people see you on California Dreams, what you played on there, I would never figured you were you. Your first influence was honky tonk music, but that's awesome. Though you're from the South, like I am, uh, a lot of that stuff I listen to as well. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, the the heart of the South. I mean. You know, Nashville is such a huge country town, but I'm not really a country person. Right. I really liked Americana and and kind of came up with like roots rock. So I, I liked 
you know Tom Petty and yeah um always love the Beatles even though they're not the southern south but I always kind of stuck with that and my very first record that I ever had was Back in Black ACDC wow that's pretty cool there. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. First, your first album, but ACDC Back in Black. And now, I haven't even asked you, how, so how old are you? I'm, I'm, uh, 4,333 years old. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, you're, you're probably about the same age I am. I'm 46. So we we probably come up with a, with about the same. <laughs> yes, we're we're exact. We're right in that. Yes, I'm right in the same same age. Yeah, so because exactly. I can I can remember. If, I don't ever like to talk about age, but I will tell you, I, I don't like to talk about age a lot. But it doesn't matter. You can find it online anyway. Oh yeah, but, I, but because I really I think age really. I think age really defines us more than it should, and I think we're like, well, I'm this age, so I should be doing this now. So I kind of stop, you know, pitting myself against how many years right. I've been on the planet, you know. Yeah, well, the I will tell you this: the older I get, uh, the more I appreciate the stuff, the the music that I really didn't listen to back then. I just threw it off, like only old people listen to that stuff. But now, I mean, it's like. Uh, everything like yeah. the, the Eagles back, you know, and I like the I I heard my parents listened to the Eagles back in the day, and I I did like a little bit of, it, but I was like, man, that's not something I'm I, at my age I'm listening to. I'm supposed to be listening to this and that and the other. But you know, the more like Elvis, the the Beatles, I, I've become more of a Beatles fan. Uh, I was always a Tom Petty fan, but stuff like that. The older I get, the more I appreciate how how talented these guys were and the stuff they put out. But, man, first album, ACDC, Back in Black, I have to say my first album was a little different, not much different, but it was Kiss Destroyer. Uh, I I was brainwashed at an early Oh, time. yeah. The album cover, when I was like four, four years old, my cousin showed me the album cover, and I was just like, holy crap. And, I mean, to anybody that says they... They didn't. They weren't attracted to Kiss by by the makeup. Is telling you a lie. I I was attracted by the makeup, but I went. The music kept me there all these years, and I'm still a big big Kiss fan. So, so you've already talked about your influences on your first album. What was the first band you ever joined? When I was in high school, I I, I auditioned for a band. Um, called the pink elephants <laughs> and i didn't and i didn't get in it was a it was a rock band but i didn't get in that band some some friends and i started um some friends and i started a band and we only played like one or two shows and and so what i ended up doing was because band didn't work the band thing didn't really work out with me so i picked up the acoustic guitar and started playing singer-songwriter stuff because I didn't need a band at that point. Right. So really, you know, when I was in high school, I was playing like, you know, Violent Femmes to James Taylor songs on my acoustic <laughs> guitar. That all the Catholic girls at Saint, all the Catholic girls at Saint Cecilia would be like, "Hey, hey, Brentley, grab your guitar and let's go to the park and, and we'll play some songs." And you know carry on it, it, 
so it it kind of it was my introduction into like girls as well. All right. <laughs> so, how hard was it? I mean, you're a single songwriter, of course. How hard was it? And what was that first song like that you wrote? I mean, how hard was it write that first song? Well, I wrote a song. You mean on my in, on the music on the instrument? Oh or yeah. Just, I, I, when I, I was a kid, and I talk. I t spoke. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying all of it. You I, the lyrics and everything. When I was a kid, I used to make up melodies. Um, my, like I said, my my uh, family's pretty musical. My dad was in a band and had a record deal when he was about twenty one years old, and uh, he. But he met my mom and went into the air force and became an airline pilot, and uh, so he kind of left the band behind, but. Uh, when I was younger, I was always making up melodies. It's just something that I always did, but I didn't have any way to write them, you know, to write the music to them. So that's why I picked up at like 14. I got 14, 15. I got my first guitar. We had a piano in the house, but I didn't know how to play it really well. Um, so I, when I got my first guitar, it probably took me about a year before I wrote my first guitar song, and I don't even remember what it was. I was learning a bunch of cover songs, Beatles songs, and things like that. Um, but I, you know, I've written so many songs. Yeah. You know, if you write six, seven hundred songs, you know, and you get 60 that are great, or if you get 10, that are great, that are like, you can live with for the rest of your life, you're happy, you know, because it takes a lot of mistakes to, to be good at songcraft and songwriting, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, what, what was the first concert you went to? My first concert was... My dad took me to my first concert, and believe it or not, it was a Chuck Mangione concert. Oh, a lot of people don't know who that is, but I remember I remember yeah. Chuck Mangione. Yeah, he he played like a flugelhorn or something. Yeah, it, there wasn't even lyrics. Yeah, what was it? Was like bum 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 bum. bum That's it. That kind of. I can't remember. I can't remember what the name yeah. of the song is now, but that kind of got a, a a real boost. Feels so good. That's Feels it. So good. That's it. And that kind of got a reboost on an episode of Friends. I remember yeah. watching the episode of Friends, and they were singing to that tune, and people were like, "Where is that song coming from?" And I remember that's Chuck Mangione. I knew exactly what it was. It's Chuck Mangione. But yeah, feels so good. I remember having that. Yeah. On, I remember and having that on a K-Tail record. I don't know if you remember K-Tail Records. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and my brother took me to my next concert, which was a Journey concert. Oh, man, you got to see Journey. That was probably around the time they were in their prime, too. Yeah, they, they were great. You know, my, those first concerts were just insane. I saw Yes, that was my second one after that. You know, those are my first three concerts. 
uh, Chuck Mangione, Journey, and Yes. That's a kind of that's kind of diverse diverse uh, crowd there that you went you went to see. That's awesome though. So talk a little bit. You know, the acting comes along. How did how did the whole California Dreams thing come about? So I left high school. I was going to go to college at the University of Tennessee, and I decided I went there to orientation. I was going to major in theater, and I went to the orientation, and I just was like, this just does not feel like me. I'm a southern boy, but I'm not really like, I just needed more. So I came home, and I asked, I I. I kind of plotted my course and asked my parents um, if I could try something else. And so long story short, I went to conservatory. I ended up at a music acting American musical and dramatic Academy in New York city. I auditioned, I got in, I went there. It was two and a half years. I graduated. I spent a year doing some acting in, um, New York, and then I moved to L.A. as soon as I, about three years after high school, as soon as I moved to L.A., I um, met up with a manager who managed a bunch of Southern people, Reese Witherspoon, Jason and Jeremy London, Jim Caviezel, and I, she, Beverly Dean was her name, and she sent me on some auditions, uh, with Michael Einfeld as my agent. And I went in to a bunch of different auditions and I didn't get anything for like 11 months. Well, I decided I was going to join a band in Anchorage, Alaska because I was sick of LA and it wasn't <laughs> treating me well. I was working at Roxbury. I was working at Roxbury when it was in its heyday and as a waiter. And I joined a band with someone who said, hey, come join a band in Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> I packed up my car. I quit my job. Uh, I'm sorry. I sold my car. I packed up my apartment. I quit my job. And I got an audition for California Dreams and Days the Confused. I screen tested for Days the Confused and went to network and eventually booked California Dreams. And I was thinking I was going to have to choose between the movie Days of Confused or California Dreams. But uh, my buddy Jason London, got, you know, had that role. In the oh, back. yeah. Pink, Randall Pink Floyd and Days of Confused. Yeah. So J Jeremy, his twin brother, Jeremy, and I were roommates. and um, And so I booked... That California dreams, and I never went to Alaska. I had, had already bought my plane ticket and everything. And so I just stayed, and I, I got, you know, after uh, the audition process, which was like literally like six, six, six or seven auditions, uh, we got the show, and the rest is history. Yeah, talk a little bit about, you were there for, what, three seasons, I think. Uh, talk a little bit about the time. Did you feel... Did you feel like going into yeah, the thirty six episodes? Yeah, I did. Um, and um, kind of they started it out as a family based thing, and then 
for me, I just, I get restless when I'm doing something for too long. Right. And, uh, I, uh, I was just doing the same show over and over and over. You know, I was just like, oh. And the music had kind of been pushed over to the side. And I was really, you know, it, as much as I loved acting, I think at my core, I'm really a musician. Right. And a writer. More so than an actor. You know, and um, I was running around with, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire and all those guys, Kevin Conley, and, you know, they were doing a bunch of other stuff, and I was really just into music, so I just kind of left California Dreams, and um, we parted ways, and, and I started making music, basically. Yeah. Now, I, I did was, some other acting stuff, but I mainly was making music. I was I was kind of surprised to hear when I did when I talked to Jay and Aaron that they weren't really singing, but you or they weren't playing either. But you were singing and playing when you were on the show, right? Oh yeah, I mean uh, we had some of the best players in the world on that on that music. I just. I was really kind of up in arms about the whole thing because I wanted it to be a little more authentic instead of so glossy and pop. But, you know, of course, I was just the punk kid, and these guys were like, Saturday morning, we needed to be nice and friendly, and a lot of people seem to like California Dreams music, you know. I still have a lot of people say, you know, that they really still listen to the music and stuff, you know, but... I, like you, I have a more of a rocker. I'm a more, of, a little more of a rocker at right. heart, you know, and a little more eclectic. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you what. You got they had California. It was Green, good. It had it had one of the catchiest theme songs ever. I mean, people still talk about that ah. to this day. When I told uh, I told a friend of mine that I, I said I'm getting ready to I'm going home from work. I'm going to interview uh, Brentley Gore from California Dreams, and the first thing they said was. Don't wake me up, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I got you." Uh, but uh, yeah, man, yeah, that was a pretty, pretty catchy song. Surf dudes with attitude. <laughs> you really, you know what? It still shocks me that you're from Tennessee because you, when when you hear surf dudes with attitudes, you're the first person that I always think about. Is that, you know that's Matt Garrison, and I mean, you look like you could play the the surfer guy so well. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know, I, you know, I, I've, I feel like I've had a ton of different lives, you know. Um, <laughs> southern, southern guys are southern guys, you know. We, there, there's only us that were raised in the South, and we know what that's like, you know. Uh -huh. um, but once I left Nashville and moved to New York City at 18 years old. You know, my life changed. So I, I was really, I've really, I've really, I really like playing other things. You know, I'm not, I, I'm a good old boy in part, but in some ways I have just a lot of diversity within, you know, what I like to do and wow. how I like to express myself. You know, it's, just, I'm just art, I'm a little artsy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you leave the show, you talk about, going on and 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 doing doing music 
talk a little bit about some of the bands you have. One in particular that I, that I was looking at, uh, uh, some more, another another fellow actor with him, John Hawks. With talk a little bit about King Straggler. Yeah, I love King Straggler. I mean, so I'd had a couple of record deals and was doing was doing some individual work and um, playing showcases for Sony and things like that. And and my friends John Rodney Eastman and John Hawks were like doing this singer songwriter stuff, and they said, "Hey, let's just get together and the three of us do something." And so. I said, you know what, let's do, let's just do it for fun and just for our friends. And I mean, that was the best band I've ever been in. <clears throat> we, uh, we got together and whoever wrote the song sang the lead and then the other guys accompanied whoever was singing lead. So there was kind of three of us leading the show. Of course, Hawks is you know, nominated for an Oscar and award-winning actor. And yeah. Rodney Eastman's has a, him too. He has a list a mile long of credits. And um, sure enough, we just went on, the, we made a couple of records. Our first record we made, uh, people just loved it. So we were, we were selling out shows in LA and then we just kind of did a couple of tours across america in a van you know it's like five guys in a van we go play the dead he was on john hawks was on deadwood so we went and played the deadwood festival and on my birthday you know we I sat in front of that stage in front of thirty thousand people and, wow. and sang it was just genius loved it that, that, that's pretty awesome you know, so that that was always yeah it was really awesome um Nothing like getting 30,000 people to sing you happy birthday. I was like, today's my birthday. You guys want to sing happy birthday? <laughs> and they did. They did. It was awesome. Something I'll never forget, you know. So, um, and, and and like everything else, I, uh, John was doing, <clears throat> excuse me, was doing a lot of movies and um, got really busy with his acting and um we're still making music, but uh, I ended up eventually moving back to Nashville. Um, and uh, so, you know, we couldn't really play a lot of shows, you know. So they, they, they're they doing stuff together still out in L.A. Um, but King Straggler was a really great part of my musical history. Yeah, yeah I've, I've listened to a little bit of the King Straggler stuff. That, that, was, that is pretty awesome. So let's talk about this, this EP you got out now that you just released. Uh, from the Divine, uh, three-song MVP, uh, three-song MVP, three-song EP, uh, There's a Way, Breathe to Leave and Begin. Mm -hmm. uh, I listened to it, I've listened to it a, a few times now, got it off Apple Music. Uh, to me, it's all solid stuff. Breathe to Leave, though, has got to be my favorite so far and i mean i'm sure the more i listen to it the more these other ones will will grow on me that's how it is when when it, when i the more i listen to it the more songs grow on me but breed to leave i'd have to say was was the best then by hair over begin uh just solid stuff i mean how how long have you been working on these three um i've 
I started at in February writing material, and um, so in February I started writing material for didn't know what kind of record I wanted to make, but I knew I didn't want it to be the same material or the same style that I'd done. I needed a departure from what I was doing, which was a lot of guitar singer-songwriter things. And I, I started writing lyrics and coronavirus happened. Yeah. And I really sort of wanted whatever I was going to do to mean something a little more than, you know, the song about the girl or, you know. Yes, sir. I know know, what you mean. I, I wanted it to be something a little deeper. And so as I began to write, I got, I got these lyrics that I wrote. I literally wrote those lyrics to all three of those songs in about 20 minutes. Wow. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I wrote one, and then I was like, oh, there's another one. And I, I was on my iPad, and, I, and then I wrote the next one, and then I was like, oh, my God, there's another one. And then I wrote the third one. <clears throat> I didn't have any music. I just had the lyrics. And so then as I began to break these lyrics down and work on music, I I just applied the the lyrics that I'd written to music. And I normally don't do that. Normally I write a song with the music. I write lyrics with the music together. But I didn't do that with this. And um, these songs... This EP, you know, is seamless. I don't know if you got to listen to them together, but they're all, it's like Dark Side of the Moon. They're, they're all combined. Yeah, I've noticed that. The, the, the There's first, no gaps. The first time all. I listened to it, I was sitting here, I had it on my phone, and I was listening, and uh, when There's a Way was on, I was like, and then all of a sudden, I, I looked down, and mm-hmm. Breathe to Leave was on. I was like, wow, this there was no I noticed there was no gaps in there, because at first... I thought I'd missed something, but yeah, I, I noticed that was, it was it's all blends together. Yeah. So it's yeah, and 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 that's because the, there's more coming. But these three were just I wanted to get something out now. I have a whole this this is going to be a whole project, and and um, I I, I don't really I, I can't really speak about it yet, but it's just part of a whole. You know, it's part of a whole. Although, it's good in and of itself, you know, just the EP, the three songs together. Yeah. <clears throat> and just so you know, it's Breath to Leave. Oh, excuse me. And the reason me. that that is, is because the lyric, that's okay. That's okay. You didn't know. And the reason that that is, is the line, the lyric is not waiting for my breath to leave. Okay. My bad on that. My bad. Not waiting for my breath to leave. No, all good, all good. No big deal. Um, so, so I got those done, and and I labored long and hard. I played everything, I wrote everything, I mixed everything, I mastered everything. I did it all here in my home studio, and then um, 
sent it. I did got the photo done, sent it off. I already have the next four done, and and then I have and I'm re-releasing those 2014 double album that I released again yeah, as well. Talk a little bit about so I just that. Have a, lot of stuff coming out yeah talk a little bit about the re-releases uh so in 2000 okay so in 2014 i released two a double album two separate cds one was called light to dark and the other was called dark to light and i had a limited release on them because i didn't think i was going to keep them up for very long but a lot of people that got those asked where they were because they didn't get the hard copies. They were they had gotten them on Spotify or Apple Music and never downloaded them, so they've asked me where they went. And so it kind of just encouraged me to put them back up. But um, from my first record up until now to 2014, all the material and the best songs that I have I put on those two records. And so <clears throat> I just finished um, re-releasing those songs, and those songs should be out within the next month. Um, so I'll have 19 more songs coming out within the next month that are from a 2014 release of those two albums. So, so is all of that going to be released like on Apple Music and Spotify as well? Yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, guys, keep your eyes open. A lot of music yeah. coming from Brent Lagore. If you haven't checked out <laughs> from the Divine, check it out. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Uh, it, where where can we keep up with what's going on with with you, Mr. Gore? Uh, I know you've got a Facebook. Where is there another place where we can keep up with what's going on with you? Yeah, I just have I don't have my website up because I'm, my social media has pretty much been uh, taking care of everything: Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes. So uh, yeah, Instagram, and just I'm gonna keep everybody informed through my socials at this point and then once i get you know a big push i'll have brentleygore.com back up okay um but uh I, you know i have a lot of stuff going on you know i'm not you know 20 years old anymore but i just feel like i have all this material that i've just been sitting on and i just decided that life's short and I just you know it's really what I want to be doing so I'm going to continue to do that yeah you that, know that's pretty I can't uh, I, I've look, I look forward to hearing all this this great music coming out thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and being with us tonight I really appreciate it it's, it's, it's quite an honor to be able to talk to you it's kind of surreal I told the other guys it's kind of surreal to be able to talk to somebody like this that I watched on TV all those years ago, but uh, mm -hmm. man, thank you so much for for taking the time to be at be uh, on the show. I, I really appreciate it, and we will definitely be be uh, uh, plugging this new music you got coming out and the re-releases that come out. If you guys, like I said, if you haven't checked out Brentley Gore, go to Apple Music, Spotify, all, all these places you get your music at. Check out from the Divide. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Thank you so much, Mr. Gore, for taking time out. I really appreciate this. 
Stevie, I appreciate uh, the time and your energy as well, and, and look forward to catching up with you sometime in the future. All right. Guys, that is Brentley Gore on the fly.